What's up, everybody? It's Nate Gladden, and welcome to the Rugby League in America podcast. That's right, USA Wheelchair Rugby League, all kinds of chat about it with my man Juan. It's time for popcorn and whiskey. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for popcorn, it's time for whiskey, it's time for wheelchair rugby, it's time to talk all things American. Juan stops by, he is the GM with the USA national team that will be playing and hopefully dominating next year in the World Cup, in the Rugby League World Cup, the Wheelchair Rugby League World Cup. I'm excited, man. The red, white, and blue, they will be represented, and we talk all about it here. We are going to dive into the deep end. We are going to chat all about it. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get right into it with my man, Juan. All right. Well, I am joined by my main man, Juan Hassel. Who uh, has been on the podcast before, uh, before? We've had some fun, had some chats, everything else. But we are here today to talk uh, specifically about wheelchair rugby league, American style. So, uh, how you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I see you doing pretty good too, and um, enjoying the weather. Got your little dog, your little puppy, and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm blessed. I like my little rug, uh, my little uh, rug rat running around down there. He's a he's a he's a furry mess, is what he is. But uh, he's good. <laughs> So you are over in England. So, uh, so I guess let me say it like this. Obviously, I'll let you tell people who you are. For those who are listening, if you haven't heard one on the podcast before or something like that, or if you haven't seen like on like uh, social media, it's like chatting back and forth. Juan is an American who is living in England, uh, and uh, and he is going to be a part of the Wheelchair Rugby League. That said, we'll get into all that, kind of give people background, how, how you ended up there and who you are kind of thing. So those who are new to you will know who you are. Well, um, I've, I've been over here in England for quite a long time because I was stationed over here in the military back in 1998 as my first duty station. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know England was a place until they, mm-hmm. they sent me over here. And I got off the plane and I was like, it's snowing. It's March. <laughs> I'm from Texas. What the heck is this? Um, and I was stationed here from 98 to 2000. Um, then did, you know, a couple of the duty stations in between, but while I was here in England, met a girl as you do, um, got married. And then when I left the military in 2004, I was, uh, stationed in Germany. I decided to, to move to England with my wife and give the, the UK a try. And basically I've been here ever since and got involved with rugby league in 2009 at university as a mature student and basically have been dipping in and out you know, doing things with either national team setups or development stuff, uh, professional teams, amateur teams, all, all sorts of different things from all different walks of life um, since then. And now I'm involved with the, the wheelchair setup for the U.S., yeah, well, I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, we so for those one, like he said, been in, involved in rugby league for a while now, or whatever. We had the opportunity to go hang out last year down in South Carolina, which is kind of when all of this whole thing got really snowball effect, right? Like the whole conversations about women's rugby league, the conversations about, you know, obviously men's rugby league, but also wheelchair rugby, like all this kind of started to take off about the same time you were down there. You were, uh, you were reffing the, uh, reffing the competition we had down there at the Carolina nines. We got to do our awesome, uh, bouncy horse race thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a good time. Like we had a lot of fun down there, but, uh, yeah, but that was, yeah, but that was kind of the first time, um, or that was kind of, well, that was my first time getting to actually play rugby. Well, not that time, but that year. So last year, but we got to know each other, obviously big fan of yours. 
I was pumped whenever I heard that you were going to get involved in the wheelchair rugby league. Cause I'm, I'm excited about the wheelchair rugby league. And obviously, and right before we hit record, we even talked about it being the fact that, you know, you are a veteran, right? So that there's, there's a, there's a, a, a decent chance that somebody that could play on the wheelchair rugby league team could be a veteran, right. Um, yeah. That may or may not have began their pathway in life in a wheelchair, but they now are in a wheel, uh, you know, now play in wheelchair rugby league, like James Simpson, who we both, you know, who we're both familiar with. Yeah. Um, who obviously is on the England side, uh, started as a military guy. So there's a, there's a cool connection there. Right. And that's, I think it's really, really cool. So when you look at wheelchair, um, when you look at wheelchair doing the GM stuff for the rugby league world cup team, this is going to be a really cool experience before we even dive into like, what's your hopes and, and, and all that kind of stuff for you. What is it like to say that you get to be a part of the national team, the red, white, and blue in a different uniform of sorts? Well, for me, it's just, it really took, um, it left me speechless because as you said, this all stems from the 2019 Carolina nines that we were at. Yeah. And basically um, I went to help out and help organize with Andy and and his wife, Leslie, and and they're amazing people um, and showed me around and it was a great time. And obviously Jeff uh, Mason, who was down there helped out as well with some of the coaching and stuff. And, some of the teams that were down there and it was fantastic. And it was basically from that, that they turned around and got the approval from some of the games that we played in for the first uh, wheelchair rugby league teams or, you know, games that we played in, they actually got approval and entered the world cup from that. Yeah. And Andy gave me a call and basically said, look, um, I'd like you to be the the GM for the team because uh, we've seen how you work. You helped us out. You've done so much you know your stuff in different aspects of the game. And to be honest, he said, I'm not going to offer it to anybody else. It's either you or that's it. You're the only one on the list. And I was completely humbled and, and honored for him to, you know, tell me that. But also um, for me, I mean, it was just fantastic to be, you know, to be offered that opportunity to say, do you want to be the general manager for the U.S. national team? Yeah. It's not something that – people just go around and go, Hey, you want to do this? You know, yeah. you don't, those sort of opportunities don't happen all the time. Right. Absolutely. And for me, it's just been amazing. And it's, it's a very proud moment, but also humbling at the same time, because it's, it's a historic moment for the U S not only myself and everyone involved, but for the U S rugby league um, and for the wheelchair side as well, because it's the first time we've had a wheelchair team in the world cup. Yeah. So, yeah, it's massive. Yeah, it's it's a huge deal. It's a it's a huge huge deal, and I'm I'm honored to be a part of it. I mean, I'm over the moon. So yeah, it's uh, I think it's so cool, man. I think the fact that you know the fact that obviously, so this cycle our men won't be playing in the World Cup, and, and we you know we'll look to have our men bounce back and and do that. Uh, but it's funny because I remember the day that they were like doing the whole like the bidding and everything, not the bidding, but the uh, uh, the pool, the pool announcements and everything else. So this would have been obviously last year. Um, uh, but when they were doing the pool announcements and everything else, like, hey, this this team's going to be here. This team's going to be there. And, this gonna... and I was excited because I was like, I'm going to see the USA. Their name's still going to be plastered somewhere. It's going to be on, you know, we're going to be repped. The red, white and blue is going to be represented 
at, yeah, at a World Cup event, you know, absolutely. and boom, there it is. And, and, it, and it was really exciting. Uh, and, and at the same time, you know, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a challenge, right? It's which it should be. You always want everything to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. We're talking about some excellent teams. Um, oh. I, I, listen, even when we were down there in the Carolinas, man, uh, just rolling around on the I ran into everything. And the only thing I couldn't do was figure out how to go fast or how to do anything right. Actually, really, I couldn't. But I just even in that one little bit, I was like, this this is going to be grueling work, hard work. Like it is going to take some serious effort for our athletes, which I know we have the athletes who could do it, but yeah. it's going to well, be each awesome. Half, each half is 40 minutes. It's it's like a normal rugby league game, Yeah, but in a wheelchair. Yeah. So, you know, for using your arms for 40 minutes, you know, well, 80 minutes, actually two halves of 40 minutes. So you're using your arms for 80 minutes doing that and, and then passing and, and going in to make tackles and stuff. You've got to, you've got to be switched on. You've got to be fit. It's going to be tough. Oh know? yeah. And we're in a tough group. France is, I believe the current world champions mm-hmm. and they're in our group. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're no joke. Yeah. And we've got, I mean, we got like what, like Norway, I think is going to be new as well in the, in the world. Cup. Norway and Spain, I think are new. Yeah. They're, there you go. they're in uh, with England and Australia. And to be mm-hmm. honest, we kind of, Kind of know who's going to wrap up that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one's gonna, ooh, yeah. <laughs> no, that no offense be to, to Spain or Norway, but obviously you've got two well-established teams there who've been playing yeah. years and years and years this game, um, and obviously Spain and Norway are going to be the underdogs. And oh, I like yeah. Spain, a Spanish speaker, and I I've lived in Spain. My brother was born there, so you know I'm I'm rooting for them. But at the same time, I'm going. Wait a minute, we're in the World Cup, so it's Team USA, baby. It's That's time it. for us to show. And our group, our group is France. So that they're, they're gonna they're looking like the favorites for that group. And then it's Wales, Scotland, and us. Now we're yeah. we're new to that to the sport, but um hey, you never know. I think one of our biggest advantages uh coming into the sport is the fact that basketball, wheelchair basketball is big over here. It that, is to me, awesome. I think that now, now, of course, I'm not you, I'm not the GM, I'm not going to be putting together the team or anything else. I'm going to be fanboying the hell out of it. But when it comes down to it, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people that are basketball players by trade, right? They could be other sports, but basketball by trade, they are going to have, uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's shooting baskets, it's doing this, that, but they're going to have more of a familiarity with the actual movement of a, being, of, in, the chair. Of a, yeah, yeah, being, being in the chair, man, that's huge. You know, understanding that, like, you know, I was, I, I've talked about it a couple of times. I've laughed about it, but um, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, well, Mac, they both went by Mac, two of those guys went by Mac, but one of the guys, Mac was like rolling backwards in his chair next to me, talking to me without breathing hard while I was yeah. trying to sling it forward as hard and fast as I could. And I was like hyperventilating and dying. Yeah. And he's just See, like, Oh, you just, guys, yeah. I remember them. And those guys would be excellent to have on, excellent. on, on the chair in, in the setup. Now, and, and one thing that I didn't know is um, chairs can get expensive. Um, yeah. They're like Formula One cars. You can get carbon fiber, everything. You can yes. get Swiss bearings. You can get, you know, just everything. Some chairs cost as much as a car. Oh, know? yeah. I imagine the chairs, like, uh, I imagine the chair, like you said, Formula One's a good example. The other one is Cool Runnings. Yeah. Remember how the Jamaicans, yeah. they show up with that shitty little one at, at the beginning, yeah. and then they get yeah. the nice fancy one before the end, yeah. but they get but they have the crappy one, and all the other teams <laughs> have all the nice stuff. Yeah. Like, I could see, like, the, uh, I could see that. Like, I, like, I would show up and be like, oh, yeah, I got the wrong chair. My bad. Yeah. Like, I got that. Yeah. Yeah. You so these guys will know. Lula and everyone's laughing at you. He's like, it's my mother's name. 
Yeah. Oh, and I knew I was in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And I knew I was in trouble last year when uh, Mac and Mac, both of them, a couple of guys, but they came out rolling and their chairs, like the chairs they came out in. I was like, those don't look like the chair I'm borrowing. And then yeah. they started moving and I was like, oh, they're on like a whole nother level yeah. of this game. Like, Well, you get you get what's called demo chairs, obviously. And that's just to, to try yeah. the, the game out. And those are multi-sport chairs. They're not specifically designed for wheelchair rugby league. They're kind of designed for sports, any wheelchair sports for the most part. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there's a company called, um, I think it's RKG or RGK which is a wheelchair manufacturer in the UK, but they've just got approval for the US to do chairs as well. Oh, wow. Okay. And they've got a specific rugby league uh, wheelchair. And it is, it, it is something else. I mean, there's other companies that do it as well, but this one is something else. You can get literally everything carbon fiber or titanium made, which is just makes it super light. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And God. then you get Swiss bearings and all the stuff added to it and blah, blah, blah. It's literally like a, a, a Formula One car. You can get so many different things added to it or taken off and put it up. Just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. I think it's I think it's so cool. When you look at uh, when you look at the, the Rugby League World Cup, uh, obviously, I think the World Cup as a whole, we're going to be. So I'm going to be so happy to be there in 2020, like for the event to finally arrive. That's what I mean. Right. Like the, you know, be like, all right, cool. We got through this. We got through this. We got through the, it's time for some international rugby league, men's women's wheelchair, all of it. I think it's going to be an awesome celebration. Well, I, I think it's going to be great. It is. And you know what the weird thing is, and this is weird, but awesome for me. I've been involved with rugby league since 2009 and this is going to be my first world cup. First World Cup attending, but I'm attending it as the GM for the U.S. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. I've seen it on TV and I've seen stuff like that, but I've never, I've never gone to any of the matches. I've gone to like a Four Nations match where it was Zealand and Australia and a couple other, you know, side things, but I've never been to any World Cup match. But now to be able to go to this and I've got friends who are, you know, aligned with like the Brazil ladies team who are aligned with the Canadian ladies team who are, you know, different teams. And I'm going, I can get tickets to go to these games. That's cool. Right. (laughs) That's awesome. But but another thing I didn't know is um, one of my good friends happens to be the GM for the England wheelchair rugby league team. Oh, really? His son is one of the players. His other son is one of the coaches. And I believe when I was down at London Broncos, I coached his son at the academy system. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, that's so another thing a, too. That's a segue, real fast. We'll come back to the wheelchair. But for people that don't know, like you've you you you've been involved in in the game of rugby league in the sense of yeah, you do like the game and everything else. But you've been involved in the game from a coaching aspect. I mean, yes, playing as well, but coaching as well. So that's another thing too. This isn't a foreign thing you're stepping into. Like never any uh, I'm air quotes, but administrative or anything like that. It's not the first time you've been involved with it from that side of things. It is in the sense of like with the national team on the GM side, but it's not the first time you've been involved with rugby league there in England, which is a, which is a huge help for us as we go forward going into this. Yeah. And it's, um, I've been lucky enough to be involved as a coach. And now um, recently I'm, I'm now involved with Huddersfield giants on the community trust side. I am the lead strength condition conditioning coach for the community trust Academy. 
Awesome. Um, and I've recently been asked because of COVID and the current guidelines and things that are in place, um, I might be assisting with the Huddersfield Giants Academy team. So there's two academy teams. One's the community trust and one's the proper side. Yep. Um, so like JV and varsity, basically, uh, gotcha. in terms of academy, I'm helping out with, uh, well, I'm, I'm the lead strength conditioning coach or the only strength conditioning coach for the community trust side. But um, I've been speaking with their strength conditioning coach and the assistant head coach, and they might bring me in just to assist with the other academy team that they've got for the, the first team proper. That's awesome, man. Dude, that's yeah. big. I like, that's that's big. And from the standpoint of, you know, obviously, like I said earlier, an American, but the red, white, and blue, however you want to look at it. But for us in the sport, that's big. From the wheelchair standpoint, cool. You put this on your resume and you've got this. On the coaching side, cool. You get to put this on, you've got this. But you you have, you're the, uh, at the moment uh, that I'm aware of, you're the only American, born American, like that's, ever been involved in rugby league on the coaching side of things um, that I'm aware of. I'm not saying that there's anybody that hasn't, but I'm not aware of anybody that was born and raised in America and then went anywhere else in the world and coached rugby league. With, with the coaching qualification. With a coaching qualification. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. So I got that as well, which yeah. is, um, which is huge. Yeah. I'm and, loving that for you, man. I'm loving that for, for the sport and for the country. I mean, I get, I love that, man. To, yeah, I think that's something that could be lost in all this, uh, and, I, and I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be because I think it's the kind of thing where because I know there are people that listen to this too that are American, born and raised Americans that love the game and they maybe they've moved on from maybe they've moved on from uh, from playing. I don't know, like you know, playing years. Your playing years aren't as long as the rest of your years that you can get, right? So you get the guy that I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm still going to play next year. I'm not saying that we can't play. I'm just well, let me rephrase this. <laughs> rephrase this maybe people wouldn't depend on our natural physical capabilities anymore like they used to um i'd like to pretend like i'm as fast as i was but i'm not um and i'm not saying that i was fast then but i was faster than i am now <laughs> but uh but no uh you know i think it's big you know you get a guy who maybe wants to coach and he's looking at it and he's like i don't know can i can i do this all he's got to do is look up and go hey you know what? i can talk to Juan. i can try to figure out how he went about it how to get involved in the game with some of the best practices best you know, improvements you can do, you know, steps yeah, to, yeah. to get there. There are different things. So that, you know, I think it's important, especially for guys who so there's some guys that play and they want to go over and play in Australia or something for a year to go check it out, which is cool. But that guy may get over there and fall in love with the game and want to figure out a different pathway. And we have somebody that's has been able to figure out a different pathway. It is a coach. So it's, it's something that can be lost easily in there. I think it's something, cause I know that a lot of the guys that listen they have accents like us, right? So I want them yeah. to hear that and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When my playing days are done, it doesn't mean I'm done. I have this yeah, other yeah. option that I can try to figure well, out how to explore. Well, I've just remembered as well. And I, I don't tell people this too much because I don't like doing it, but I'm actually a qualified ref as well. I wouldn't tell anybody that. That's a terrible I'm, I'm a qualified <laughs> ref. And I, yeah. I did. Um, I, and you know what? I put my money where my mouth is because somebody was saying, oh, if you can do better, you go, you go ref. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. So I signed up to the um, RFL's referees course and I went out and I did it and um, started referencing some kids games. And straight away, I was like, I do not like this, man. This is tough. The parents, the kids, the kids are horrible. The parents are horrible. And I was just like, you know what? I got a taste. I know what it is and I know how hard it is. 
but this sucks, man. I'll stay to coaching and the other stuff I can. And I'm not the best ref because I only did a few games. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand all the rules properly, but I got the basics and I know, I know I could ref a game, a kid's game. If I needed to, I'd have to brush up on the rules, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, man, parents can be mean. Listen, you can just- go to a, you can go to a professional sporting event and listen to the people in the crowds and you can be like, oof, right. But if you go like, but if you go to a kid's game and listen to the parents, that shit is a lot worse. Like yeah. <laughs> they yeah. say and things you know, that I'm like, you, you may want to consider saying that out loud. You could go to jail. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know what though? One of the kids said, so I was coaching an under, under 11s or an under 10s boys game. One of the boys, one of the kids said something to me and I was just like, what? I looked at the coach and I was like, um, you may want, I'm going to send him off. You might want to talk to him. Yeah. Coach had a chat with the team. We just, you know, set it right. Yeah. And then I coached a girls game. It was an under 13s girls games and they were trying to kill each other. They were pulling <laughs> hair and punching each other, elbowing. And I was like, nah, nah, this ain't for me, man. I'm, I've had this. Nah, I'll go back to coaching. So, yeah, man. Yeah, you can keep that ref in the world, man. That's I have a, uh, I have a, a respect at the same time, probably like everybody else in natural. It's like a built in, uh, it's like a built in pseudo hatred uh, for refs, but at the same time, I appreciate that they got to do it because I don't want to do it. So I, I gained I, I, a I gotta, whole yeah. level of respect for coaches after doing that. Uh, yeah, for referees. Sorry for referees. And after that, I was just like, I get it now. You know, I'm never gonna say another bad word about any ref. That's all. it. So. That's it, man. No, yeah, you can keep that mess. Well, listen, back to the so back to the back to the actual rugby league World Cup event next year, right? The games are going to be happening where exactly? I know we've talked about it for those who are just coming into this. Well, the games are all over the UK. Um, obviously, the United States, I think Scotland, and one other team are going to be based in Sheffield, which is in South Yorkshire, um, mm-hmm. in kind of the north of England. The England team, the England team is actually going to be based down in London. No idea where Spain, Norway, Australia, all the other teams are going to be based at. But Sheffield is actually like probably at an hour drive from my house, which is great for me. Um, Now we have Wales, Scotland, and and France in our group. Um, So that's going to be interesting. And I'm trying to arrange a friendly before uh, obviously the World Cup starts with another team there on the ground. Um, And I haven't sorted that out yet. Hopefully it might be don't know yet maybe ireland i need to speak to their um their setup um i haven't even contacted them but somebody else forwarded me their information to go hey if you want a friendly you want to get yeah. things set up sort of thing here it is um now there's it's 360 days so it's less than a year now we're on the clock um, yeah. the competition i think is over 16 days or something like that it's really intense it's really short um from start to finish for the wheelchair side and we are, um, it's at the same level. It's being promoted at the same level as the men's and the women's game. This is historic because for the first time ever, the wheelchair competition will be part of the Rugby League World Cup main event. Um, it's going to be part of the same brand, the same profile, the same level of support, everything. And um, what a lot of people don't know is wheelchair rugby league is probably one of the most inclusive sports ever. You don't have to be uh, wheelchair bound or have a disability to play wheelchair rugby league. That's right. You can be be able-bodied 
And as long as you're in a chair and you can get going, there is no classification for disabilities as well. So if you've got a disability, that's it. You can play. Even if you don't have a disability, you can still play. Yeah. Men, women can all play as part of the same team. So it is level across the, I mean, is as level as you can get in terms of the playing field for participants. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be huge. I think uh, that's an important thing. I know last year we went to, uh, we played down in the Carolinas, you know, we did that inaugural event and we got done and we went out, uh, me and uh, some of the family, we go out to dinner and, uh, and the McKin- uh, McKinsey, I don't remember his brother's name. It's bad, but, uh, but McKinsey and his brother went, right. So his brother is able-bodied, right. Like walks around, yeah. you know, yeah. like McKinsey's in his wheelchair. We get over, we go to dinner, we sit down, we're talking. And in the middle of all that, in the middle of that chat, yeah, there goes the dog barking. Uh, in the <laughs> middle of that chat, he just, he just, he has things to say. Um, but, uh, but in the middle of that, we said something about obviously like, able body being able to play like yeah. in all inclusive and his brother kind of looked at us and like yeah man like you as brothers could both represent the united states together and you could see that look in their eye like really like we can play a game together again like in that way and it was yeah. a cool thing because his brother got to be in the chair that day anyways he's gonna run around of course you know mckinsey was just yeah, yeah, yeah. dumping him he's better than him because he's in a chair all the time but it was that cool connection right so then to be able yeah. to have that opportunity that was something that was real it was like a moment where it's like oh this is great those, so, those two guys are great and they, yeah. they would definitely i'd love for them to to be able to make the team and for them to make the selection of the national training team um you know so those guys are fantastic how are we looking at uh, how are we looking at this from a standpoint? So, from a standpoint of roster size, I don't. How I mean, is there a set? What's the what's the deal with the roster size? Yeah, it's uh, it's small. Um, it's a ten man team or ten person team. Ten person, um, yeah. Yeah, five on the pitch at any time, mm-hmm. um, and allows for I think it's five or six substitutes. Okay. Uh, so every everyone's going to get an opportunity to play, basically. Absolutely. Um, but um, it's small. So we're going to have to find the 10 best players um, from our national training squad um, to select from. Now, next, tentatively, it's scheduled for end of April, middle of April, and it should tie in with the Carolina Nines again. But that's when we're going to have the National U.S. Wheelchair Rugby League Tournament. Okay. And it's going to be like a combine sort of thing. So from that, we're going to start selecting potential people to come onto the training squad um, for the U S national team. And then from that we'll select the national team. Nice. So it's going to be a long process and we want to try and give as many people an opportunity to do this. So we are having open training days basically for people to come down once a month. They're in um, uh, the Carolinas because that's where our base is going to be. Um, we we should have the wheelchair rugby league website up hopefully uh, by the end of this week. So all the information is going to be on there, um, how to get in touch, how to get in contact, where the training sessions are, when it is all that sort of stuff. Um, Because obviously there are people who are asking about it and we haven't been able to give them definitive answers because we haven't, you know, some people aren't taking it seriously because we, they say, Oh, we, you know, you ain't got a wheelchair. You haven't, or the, not the wheelchair. You haven't got the uh, website up. You haven't got this. You haven't got that. And it's, it's just getting all that in place. And it's taking time just due to some of the communications 
issues that we're having, mm-hmm. things like that between people. But once we get it up, that's it. Things are going to start going on there quick and fast and trying to get as much information for people to get involved with the game, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's huge, man. I think the fact, you know, it's, it, to me, it's the number one priority for in the entire United States when it comes to the game of rugby league. It is. And I, I don't mind to yep. say that like the, the women, uh, the women are not participating. The men are not participating next year in the world cup. Uh, we have a domestic comp that is continuing to, well, I say continuing to go. Obviously we didn't have it this year, but that wasn't because of anybody's fault. That was because yep. that's how the cookie crumbles with COVID. So, yeah. but that said, fast forward to next year, we'll have a domestic comp going, right. We'll have all these things that are already in place uh, and they matter and they all need to continue to grow. They need to continue to develop. We have masters coming on, which I was just excited to do that recently. That was a lot of fun to do that episode uh, to talk about masters rugby league. So we have all these really cool things. We have all this continued development of the game and and positivity, but, but this is the number one thing for us. We have an opportunity to represent our country at a national or an international event. Yeah. And you know what? Masters is actually, I find it harder than open side normal 13s because, um, at least here in the UK, when I've played masters or vets at rugby league, it's a five meter rule. Do you know how Ooh. quick you got to be to get back five meters Ooh. and then turn around? Do you that's, know what I mean? So, yeah, that's and, tough. So instead of getting back 10 and the markers and stuff like that have to, you know, as, as you play the game, you got to get back five and you got to do it so quick. By the time you turn around, they're in your face and you're like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. And then you've got different color shorts. So you've got white and black shorts which denotes usually the age. Tackle, yeah. Full the age, yeah. Then you've got the red shorts, which means you can only wrap them up. You can't take them to the ground. And then you've got gold shorts, which is tag only. And then if you're thrown into your first game of Masters Rugby League to try and process all of that and get back five, and, you know, if some guy touches you, it's a tackle, but you don't realize it because he's wearing gold shorts and you're in white yeah. shorts and you're used to guys just whacking you in full contact. Yeah. What the heck? But yeah, man. You got to think. Well, see, that's why I've come up with a whole new thing. I'm not even worried about it. I'm not going to wear any pants. I'm not wearing any shorts. <laughs> there be no colors. Then I'll let everybody have to guess. I'll have all the advantage in the world. Like, I'll have all the advantage. Uh, you won't know what to do with me. And most people will just avoid me completely, which means I'll score yeah. more tries. I'm not getting near you. I'm not That's what I'm you. saying. See, just like that, I know I'm going to attack your side because I know I'm going to score more tries. So if I'm go- if I just <laughs> no no shorts is the way to win at Masters. There's no doubt about it. To be honest, that's at any level of the game. If you get your shorts taken off you, nobody's tackling you. Watch out! I'll be on the professional ranks next year. Watch out! I have a new technique, but uh, but I won't be. I'll be playing probably in Australia. I don't know when I'm playing England. It's a bit cold in England for that one. So I'll try to go pro yeah. down under if you will. But uh, but no uh, no man the 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 wheelchair rugby league from the standpoint going back to the to the roster the ten man roster that is uh, that's going to be tough. Like you said, a lot of exercise, a lot of, a lot of prepare, preparation, everything else when it comes down to it. Um, but the, the, the fact that those 10, uh, those 10 athletes that represent, I don't think people quite grasp how in shape they have, to, how fit they have to be. Cause I've, I've started to watch it, obviously like having James Simpson on the podcast, yeah. Brad Grove on the podcast. So in England and Australian representative uh, having, you know, having, talking to you, getting to do it a little bit in the wheelchair that day. Um, just starting to pay attention, watch it online. I'm like, man, the level of conditioning is like, if you look at James 
uh, if you look at James and Brad, every freaking time they're posting something, they're in the gym and I'm exhausted watching them. I'm like, man, I can't, I don't, how are they doing this? Like they look, they're, <laughs> but they're incredibly fit. Like yeah. their endurance is there. That is so underestimated at the level of intensity inside the sport. Well, you got you got to understand. I mean, if you take, for instance, the group that we're in, we got to play. I don't know if it's three matches or if it's a double, double. Yeah, it's three, just the three matches within um, that. And I think it's within the 15 days. And then it's the knockout stages. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of games to be playing in such a short space of time. And then the, the knockout stages. And then if you, you get past the knockout stage into the final. So you, you have to be in shape. I mean, you've got That's to be in really good shape because recovery is going to be huge. Um, yeah. That because you're playing 80 minutes for rugby league. I don't care if it's in a chair or if it's standing up. It's still rugby league. There's still collisions. Um, there's still going to be bumps, bruises, nicks. You know, if you fall over in that chair, that's going to hurt. Yeah, you know? I ain't going to feel good um, at all. So, you know, it's going to be tough. These these people who we select um, are going to have to obviously have a combination of the skill and the physical physicality to be able to play at that level. Um because obviously we're here to represent and, and do the best that we can. Now I've, I've, I've spoken with the people that we'll be working with. And obviously we are trying to aim to get out of the group stage. Now, that's okay. going to be, that's going to be a tough, tough ask, but hey, we're not there just to participate, you know? Yeah. You're there to win. Yeah. We're, we're there to, to, to come home with something. Yeah. You're you know? there to rep. You're there to rep the red, white, and blue. You're there to win. That ain't, our, that ain't our style. Listen, ain't nothing. We can, I can tell you right now. I, I love all the countries that you've uh, said, like, I love Wales. I love Skyline. I love France. I, it's wonderful. Great people. That's all wonderful. The honest answer is uh, I want to dominate them. I want yeah, to see we them punished. We I want, want to win. see them. I want to see them put up the big L. I want them to be losers yeah. on the day. Winners all in life, but losers on the day. It's all about the red, white, and blue, baby. That's what it's all yeah, about. I want to, I want to come home and uh, be able to, ter- to turn some heads and surprise some people with the, the job that we do when we go down there. Um, Absolutely. And uh, I think, I think we have the athletes as a nation, you know, there's mm-hmm. 366 million Americans um, and there's a lot of athletes there. There's a lot of people. We just mm-hmm. need to find the right ones. And here's the thing. It's not just limiting us to people who are, Dis- have disabilities or wheelchair bound we can we can use able-bodied people so yeah no doubt just just getting a chair just getting bums in the seats and then figuring out you know who's picking up the game the most who's got the right skills who's got the right mentality um you know who's showing the devotion to get down here and things like that and the dedication to be able to just get to the sessions and train yeah. you know absolutely and sure. a lot of that, a lot of that stuff too. Like, uh, I mean, it's like any other sport, like, cause I think people will be like, what a lot of people think of is like, oh, how are you going to, the, the team environment? Yes. That takes time to gel and everything else. And that's going to take a lot. Uh, that's going to take a lot of work, but the individual skills drills, those are things you can learn how to hold a ball. You can learn how to move in the chair with the ball. You can learn how to pass the ball against the wall. You can learn to do all these other things. Yeah. The fitness level, that's you as a part, like uh, yeah. I've, I've had coaches that have said it, you know, said it before, you know, your fitness level is based on your character level. Like that is, that is a you thing, like 100%. Uh, that has, that has something to do with the coaches and something to do with the other players, but it 
typically has to do with the individual and what that work they're able to put in. So it's yeah. going to be a matter of that. So like there's so much of the game they can learn. Again, if it's somebody, if it is somebody that's, uh, that is used to being in a wheelchair uh, when they, when they play a game, that, that part of it's going to be very familiar to them. It's going to be the backing up. It's going to be the ball itself. It's going to be the rules, yeah. Yeah. but, but the conditioning, they're already going to be accustomed to getting in condition. So they'll have that advantage where somebody else may understand the game, but they don't have that conditioning in a chair. So they've got to work on that. So, but you know, that's, it's so many of those things you can work on by yourself too. Yeah. And I mean, and we're lucky that we live in an era where an era, era, a time, I don't know how to say that, pronounce it right. But when we <laughs> live in a time where you can just look stuff up on, on YouTube, mm-hmm. just put in wheelchair rugby league in YouTube and games come up, you know, you can yep, look at yep. England versus Queensland. You can look at England versus France. You can look at all these different teams playing. You can look at Leeds um, versus, I don't know, who was it that won the, the grand final last year? Yeah. Yep. side, And watch the game and understand it and learn from it, you yeah. know? Um, Absolutely. That's, that's how I learned how to repair my iPhone screen, you know? Yeah. I just buy the thing and then figure out how to use a YouTube video, and I do it myself and save myself loads of money. That's you know, it. I can't, it voids the warranty, but who cares? I wasn't going to get another one anyway. I'm just going to. That's it. That's true, man. YouTube's there. It helps us. It helps yeah. us. I tell you what, man, I got something. I, uh, another thing that I learned that day when we started playing was, uh, this is a funny thing, because I remember somebody saying something about like able body could play. Yeah. And that is, I'm going to go ahead and call out, I'm going to call bullshit on something right now. Whoever came up with the concept that able-bodied people that could that could play wheelchair rugby league, they're a liar because what they should have said, they, or the, they misconstrued the truth. What they should have said is the minute that you sit down in this chair, you are no longer able-bodied at all. You have officially turned over all of it to the other individuals who are the wheelchair, who are, you know, air quote again, disabled because they are immediately the able-bodied person in that chair. It yeah. was quite and it was immediately, uh, I was, I was like, huh, I am 100% on the other side of this power curve. And so I yeah, think that's you, a great thing. Yeah. Cause you use the, you lose the ability to use your legs cause they're strapped into the chair that's and it. you know, you, you have to figure out how to use the chair to move. And if you're not used to that, yep. You're not going anywhere. Literally. Oh, you yeah. are not going anywhere. And my, it was an immediate, it was an instant uh, appreciation, instant appreciation of okay, the the athleticism of this sport is no joke. Yeah. This is not this is not a joke. This is real. Like this is like I, I'm I am not prepared to move this chair around, and I'm not I'm not in shape to move. Not this in the chair way that, that those who are used to being in the chairs Correct. are. Yeah. It's one of those Correct. like like in the army. It's one of those oh shit moments. Uh huh. Where you go oh yeah uh oh. <laughs> That's right. Now, yeah, I am now. I am. I am no longer who I thought I was. Yeah, exactly. I am in trouble. I think it's great, man. I think. Uh, I think the wheelchair rugby league is something that's big for us. You know, I think obviously on the. You know, there's so many different people. I know people. People that live in my complex. People. You know, I've seen some people at the gym before. Obviously, at the base. Uh, you know, where, uh, where I work and everything else, and all these different places. There, there are people that I'm seeing in wheelchairs and every time I see them now, my mindset is not like, it, it's not, it's like a oh, wheelchair, whatever. Like it doesn't, it, it's, Ooh, Ooh, do you know anything about wheelchair? Like my mind is like, Ooh, like, you know, Hey, yeah, guess what? Yeah. And, and so I'm really excited too. Cause it's, I say that because it's funny next year, as we get closer to the event, 
people that I see in wheelchairs, I want to be like, Hey, are you into sports? And if they are, if they're not, they're not, but if they are, you know, like, Hey, thing, are you into sports? Hey, we, by the way, you want to watch? Yeah. Here's the thing though. We need him to kind of get involved with it now. Oh yes. No, I'm talking, I'm not talking, uh, yes. Athletically, of course, but I'm talking, oh, but like, even, it, even watching it because obviously oh, there's yeah. going to be a run up to it. There's going to be, you know, the domestic competitions in other countries that are going to be online that you can look at and things yeah. like that um, to, to get, to get basically absorbed with the game and sucked into it. Um, because one of the things that I'm trying to also establish is a domestic competition for the wheelchair rugby league. That's going to take some time, but that's not going to be, that's not going to be a 2022 thing or sorry, 2021 thing. That's going to be a 2022 thing. Um, because of the, the amount of time and the research and the, the proposals that have to go back and forth and finding out, you know, how much is it going to cost and where, you know, just sorting all that out on top of getting the team ready and established and, and over for the World Cup, that's going to take precedence. So the domestic competition is something that we're going to do as kind of a legacy to the wheelchair World Cup um, team so that we feed off of that and, and we use that to drive the domestic competition because obviously the World Cup is in for the wheelchair side is November. So why not start the competition just after February, March time frame yeah. 2022 um, and use the players who've been, you know, who went as they experienced to go, Hey, look, in four more years, this is happening again and you can mm-hmm. be a part of that team. And they help right. establish the teams. They help get the competition up and, and act as ambassadors for the game. Um, that's right. And that's how, at the moment, in, in my mind, it all should hopefully work out. But we're talking a time frame of, you know, what, a year and a half, two years, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. a lot can happen in that time frame. And, and Absolutely. We, still, can. we still have so much to do um, yeah. to, to get ready to even just get on the plane, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cause that's the other thing too. People don't, uh, people don't put into consideration. If I go get on an airplane to fly over to England, I'm going to get on the airplane with one bag and I'm just gonna be like, all right, cool. I'm over there. I'm good. You, you know, you're talking logistics of chairs. You're talking logistics of training and facilities. You're talking logistics of timelines, right? Cause you're not the only team that, so somebody is every team has to get there, right? So every player has to figure out how they're going to travel to England. Obviously like that's, the kind of thing that you deal with, but like, they've got to get there. They've got to get their chair there. They've got to get all their equipment there and their, their, their personal baggage. They've got to get all that there once it's there. then they have to figure out where they're going. And there's the logistics of, you know, every team has a set time. They get to practice where they're going to practice, where they're going to eat. And there's so many things that go into this that people don't realize. Yeah. And that's, that's all the sort of things that I've been looking into. And I'm looking at more of a, and I've never been involved with Formula One. I'd love to be because I love the sport. But yeah, it's I'm, awesome. But I'm looking at more as a as a Formula One team going across to do a race in wherever. You know, logistically, it's not obviously on the same scale. But we've got to look at getting all our equipment, all our parts, all the chairs, all our spare parts. You know, all the things that we might need while we're there. Because once if something breaks. Yeah, we, we can't just go and buy it. You know, it'd yeah, be very yeah. expensive, time consuming. It's just we got to have everything there. You know, so like with Formula One, they bring like five engines or something ridiculous like yeah. that to every race. And God knows how many sets of tires. We got to do the same thing with with frames, with inner tubes, with tires, with axles, with pins, 
with caster wheels, with all these sort of things, we got to have spares for everything. You know, yeah. it's not just for one chair, it's for the team. So if you've got 10 people in 10 wheelchairs, you got to have enough parts for 10 sets, basically. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, feeding everybody, getting everybody to a place where they can handle that many people potentially who may or may not be uh, confined to the wheelchair um, and just all of that sort of stuff. But the good thing is a lot of it is taken care of once we get on the plane. Once we yeah. get on the plane, the World Cup organizers have arranged for the travel, have arranged for the accommodation. They even sort out the food. They sort out per diem for the food. Um, after match meals, they sort out almost absolutely everything that you need once you get on that plane. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So from that standpoint, it's fantastic, but obviously there's still a lot to do. There's still a lot of cost involved with everything before you even get on the plane. Yeah. You know? Um, so while it's a, a challenge I look forward to, and it's something that uh, is new to me, it's something that I welcome because I like challenges. Um, but man, it's going to be an awesome ride. I can't. It really I, is. I really am looking forward to it. And like most people involved with rugby, um, I'm looking forward to the kit. <laughs> right. I was thinking about that earlier. Like I'm looking yeah. forward to the kit. I want to know the kit. I'm excited. Yeah. So um, I can't say anything about the kit. I can't, I can't really let anything go about that, but I've seen some of the stuff already and I'm just like, wow, this is going to be amazing. So oh, that's awesome. um, I'm going to try and get me a couple of things that maybe other people can't get yep. um, just because I'm the GM and I'm going to, I'm going to push it a little bit on the kit. Oh, uh, you got to, you got to, you got to. But the other thing is it's going to be branded up with the rugby league world cup logo. So it's not just USARL kit. It's exclusive to that event. Yeah. And that in itself That's is massive. like, I am not giving any of that away unless no, I'm getting to return. You got to hold on to that dude. logo on it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, unless it's That's got right. the same logo on it. That's right. Another team. Yeah, That's I'm what I was going to say. The exchange is pretty cool too, right? Cause the exchange of the, yeah, that's pretty sick. But you think about that too, like those players, those general managers, coaches, everything, but those players that get to pull on the Jersey of their country, they like the first person selected to the team, the second person, the third, but like the 10 athlete, they could say, they'll always be able to say they were the first. They'll always be able to say they were yeah. the first of that team for, for England and for the United States and everything. They get a number. Yeah. They get a national number to say they were player 35. They were player 126 in England. You know, England's player selected 776 player to play for England. Yeah. Right. For the wheelchair. It's going to be number one, mm -hmm. number two, That's number right. three, all the way to 10. And guess what? There's 10 on a squad. So they are the first 10 people ever to That's play it. the United States for the wheelchair national team in a World Cup. That's this freaking is, sick, man. This is so big. I mean, it hasn't sunk in properly. It really hasn't. And I'm going to be as giddy as a schoolboy when it comes to like four weeks out, five weeks out, something like that. I'm going to be bouncing off the walls. And um, my little girl, she's not really into rugby league, but I asked her, I said, hey, do you want to go to some of these games? And she was like, yeah. So she's looking forward to it. And she even said, dad, dad, can you get me a, a USA shirt? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's a dad thing. I've got to get it now. I've got to get her that's something. It. 
you got to figure so, it out. Uh, you know, that's awesome, man. So yeah, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be such an amazing event. There's, there's still so much work to do. And obviously, like I said, we're on the clock, you know, every second tick, 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 yeah. countdown. 360 yep. days, six hours and 57 minutes, 57 seconds. Excuse me. There you go. Look at that. Um, God. Yeah, man. From the time this is recorded to the time, you know, to the time you guys kick off. I mean, you're talking, it is less than a year, which is awesome to think about. Cause for so long, it's like not been, you know, it's like, uh, you know, in two years and then on oh, a year and a half on oh, this amount. And then all oh, that amount, no, 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 no. It's less yeah. than a year until this, is, until this thing the, happens. This yeah. is so awesome. Dude, I'm I'm so pumped, man. I really am. I'm freaking jacked. Uh, kind of a kind of a last question on the on the, on the wheelchair side of things. Uh, so, um, for people, obviously, like we talked about, like you can go on YouTube, you can search it, you can go to check all the all these different kinds. And I highly recommend that you do. You just you Google it, you start to get into the game, and it's a lot of fun and everything else. Talk about website, talk about you know player pools, and talk about all these other things. Last thing in relation to that, and the actual World Cup itself, and the games being in England, if somebody hears about this, right? If somebody's like, this is so freaking cool. Like what, what is the, what is the, um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought, but if they see all this and then they go, what is, what is the, the place I want to be to watch a game? They get to watch the grand final of this where. Right. Well, as far as I'm aware Every single match, every single minute of every single competition for the men's, ladies, and the wheelchair is going to be televised by the BBC. Um, and the BBC is usually free to air. It's mm-hmm. not like Sky Sports or Fox or this or that where you have to pay a subscription. Now, as far as I'm aware, there is a place, uh, a pub in, in – obviously, this is one specific pub in yeah. the U.S. that's going to show it in the South Carolina region, but I'm sure there will be more, more places that will. Now um, there are different apps, rugby league or the RFL have their own app called the, uh, our league, our our league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our league app. And I'm sure some of the stuff will be on there. Um, As far as televising it, it's still a little early to know if, if they're going to have links associated with stuff. But um, if you go online and do, uh, rugby league world cup 2021 it's the world cup website they've got a lot of information on there on schedules on the tournament on tickets they've even got the shop up so you can get stuff already it's not necessarily for the u.s yeah uh, but obviously it's for the for events the, yeah for the event yep. you can look at the women's side of it see the bracket see the, the wheelchair the men's side all of it um and it, a lot of the information is, is going up on there Awesome. um, And then until we get the website up and running for the wheelchair side, which should be up soon, um, then we'll start putting information on that one. And that one's going to be a huge boost to try and get out to everybody. Um, Yeah. Because we will, we'll put up on game rules. We'll put up, you know, all sorts of stuff about it. You know, the people involved, uh, timeframes, how to get involved, uh, absolutely everything. Because we're going to have to look for a team mechanic. You know, that's going to be interesting. Um, oh, wow. we've got yeah. some people already lined up for a potential head coach coaching that sort of stuff um, so because we can take 16 in total 
Yeah. Um, to the to the World Cup. So you got ten players. So that takes out that. Yep. And then you you got another six. So myself as the general manager, I'll already be on the team. Yep. Um, so that leaves five people. You know, and you got like the head coach, you got assistant coach, uh, team mechanic. Um, so there's like one or two other people that we haven't identified as far as roles go the, uh, to bring on. You know, it may be somebody who, who has a medical background to yeah. work with athletes, depending on the type of um, disabilities they may or may not have. So we're not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. It's just working through all of that. And um, my, uh, like I said, my good friend, a good friend of mine, he's actually the general manager for the England wheelchair rugby league team. Yeah. So it's like, I speak to him regularly and I, I was speaking to him yesterday for like an hour and a half. Um, yeah. And some advice and they're, they're so friendly. Everybody involved with the game is so friendly and they give you so much advice and things that I've never even considered, obviously, because um, it's the first time for myself doing this. And yeah. they are so willing to help us because they want to see us in the World Cup. Everyone I've spoke to said it would be amazing to see the U.S. in this World Cup on the wheelchair. He said, we are so looking forward to having you guys here. You, you have no idea. He said, even yeah. if you, you know, you may not, the, the, regardless of how you do, we want to see you guys in this World Cup. And that's amazing because you wouldn't have, as far as I'm aware, in any other competition, basically your competition giving you, telling you what you should bring, telling you what you should do, telling you how to do this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they've told yeah. me some yeah. other stuff that I can't say uh, that they're going to do. And I'm like, yeah, we can't compete with that. Uh, but, but, you know, it's good to know that for it's the good future. good to know it for the future. That's right. Yeah, you got to start obviously. somewhere, right? And that's the best they're thing. telling me stuff and I'm going, yeah, we, we can't do that financially. That's not something we can do. But they, they, they've been up and running for years, you know. Of course. So well, that's a, they give you a model. They give you something to look at and, and reference yeah. and aspire to and like, right, got it. Okay, cool. There is somebody here that we can see these things that they do and we can take those notes from them and, and build on it. And, and here's the thing. They've all said, Everyone I've spoke to so far kind of not necessarily fears the U.S., but we're a bit of a dark horse. They know we have athletes. Yeah, they the know athletes we have there. people that can compete at that level physically. Mm -hmm. From a skill standpoint, obviously that needs work. Yep. But if you know how to handle yourself in a chair, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that takes a, a lot of the workout right there. It's a big part of it. Yeah, it's a it's big, big a part of it. Part of it. So, we are coming in is is kind of a dark horse. We really are, and I think in that bracket that we're at, France, Scotland, and Wales. France are kind of looked at as the favorites, but then after that, it's up in the air. So we have every opportunity yeah. to potentially come out of the group stage and go into the knockout stages in our first World Cup. I love that, and man. That would be amazing, um, but we got a lot of work to do to get to that point. Yeah, well, it's work that's uh, it's work that is worth doing. It's work that I'm excited to see get done, and I'm uh, I'm honestly uh, excited that you're a part of it, man. Like I really am. Like I'm I'm super pumped. 
uh, to, to see the uh, the Texican American uh, stepping yeah, in and, <laughs> and helping as this goes down. But man, I always give the last word to the guests. So obviously, before I hit the hit the button on this uh, recording, uh, last word is yours. Anything you want to say or anything we hadn't covered, you let me know. Well, obviously, we, we've covered everything, but I just want to say, you know, to everybody who listens into this podcast, um, you know, if you could please just spread the word of the game of rugby league in the wheelchair side that the U.S. is in this, that there is a U.S. national team that is going to the Rugby League World Cup. Um, and we could use everyone's support um, because obviously this is this is our first time. So um, we're looking forward to it, but we – we want to represent the United States in the best way possible um, and, and actually, you know, show up and do something, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know what the, the result's going to be, but I can guarantee you we are going to prepare for this in the best way possible to make sure that we find the best athletes and the best people to show up and represent the United States in the best way possible. So yeah. you, know, you can spread the word and let everybody know you know, look out for the, 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 the website that should be up within the next couple of days. Um, you know, and, and we'll get that all out to everybody. And, um, yeah, so I just appreciate, you know, your listeners being able to help us out. I love it, man. I, uh, I've got some, I got some kick-ass listeners, man. Like I really do. So I know if they can spread the word, they will, cause they're, they're pretty damn good at it. And I can tell you something else. This is one last little tidbit I'll give. I know how this goes. Once the shop is up and the World Cup, you know, store is out there and you can see the different teams and you can buy the kits and everything else. Obviously, I know I'll be buying some kit stuff. I know everybody else will be wanting to buy kit stuff. I know one person that would get a hold of something, which is, is very random, but this is very cool. Mike Simpson over, really? in, over in Queensland. I have no doubt that he will grab a hold of some of this gear and try to hold on to it because that man has thousands upon thousands of pieces of memorabilia and jerseys and everything else. And I think like, I honestly, he, he has the ability now to build a rugby league museum. Like he yeah. has that, like, and, and he would want that kind of kit. And I think this is an important kind of thing. It's a random thing to think of, but it just sat here. And as, as you're talking, I was like, I think that's so important, man, that there, there is, this will go down in history as a really, yeah. It's a really special thing for the U.S. We'll and I know all the way to Australia, it'll be appreciated as well in, in that way. Yeah, we'll see. That's one of the things. I'm looking at that signed USARL jersey behind you, that kit, that top. Mm-hmm. And i tell you what, I will have one of them by the end of next World Cup for the for the wheelchair side because that is something that is, is history, and that's going to be that's my right. part. I'm gonna get a team. I'm gonna make sure we get a team photo. But I'm gonna get me one of them, them tops, one of them jerseys. I'm gonna get the whole team to sign it because for me to be able to say, I put that together. Obviously, not on my own, with the help yep. of other people who put their faith behind me and, and put their trust in me to say, we believe you can do this. So we want yep. you to do it. But that I want that piece of history, man. Yeah, it's, man. It's gonna be amazing because that's gonna be centerpiece and wherever. Wherever I move, wherever I go, whatever new house I get, man, that's going to be up. And that's going to be right there next to the photo of the 2021 U.S. wheelchair national team. And um, I'll be telling that to, like, my grandkids. They're going to get sick of those. Oh, you know, yeah. it's going to be one of them things where it's like, oh, he's going to start that story again. Here we go. <laughs> I, well, I love that story, man. I friggin' do. 
Well, brother, I appreciate it. I'm going to hit pause on this recording, but uh, thank you very much for joining me for this so everybody can learn more about the USA and the Wheelchair Rugby League. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for having me on again, and I look forward to hopefully seeing you and your good lady over here next year for the World Cup, man. That's my guy. All right, buddy. Cheers. Juan Hasso, everybody. There you go. Another fantastic freaking episode, if I don't say so myself, or if I do say so myself. However you're supposed to say that something about yourself on now. Either way, doesn't matter. The reason why is because it was about the red, white, and the blue. That's right. We will be rolling into the Rugby League World Cup on the wheelchair side next year, and we will be dominating. And if you're from one of those other countries and you think you're going to dominate us, maybe, maybe, maybe you have a chance. But I'm going to tell you right now, you do not. Because at this exact moment... You're listening to a patriot. That's right, everybody. All right. Cheers.